Hello, friends. Welcome to Hope for Today, the podcast where we dig into the scriptures so that we can have hope. The Bible says in Romans 15 and verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. We've been talking about the topic of suicide and depression based on the scriptures as well as a book called Hope Always by Matthew Sleeth. And um, so I have with me April. Hello, April. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. We're starting to see bugs now. It is warm out. We have an so ant crawling second. around the house. The second ant I've seen. It's a beautiful day out. It is. It's wonderful. Yesterday was 20 degrees Celsius grade. Mm. Today's probably the same, eh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Short sleeves weather. Yes. Counting the days until school is over. Counting the days. (laughs) So this will probably be our last podcast together for a little bit. Okay. Um, and I'm then, being kicked off. <laughs> no, that's not that's not true at all. You said you need to do it by yourself for a little bit. <laughs> Taking a putting a pause on it. Yep. So I got myself a fancy new podcast microphone that I don't know how to work yet. So those will be coming up. I'll try to resume the um, topics, uh, the verses on Ephesians. Okay. We'll finish up Ephesians. Okay. So. In our book, we have been going through 12 steps to help a friend who may be struggling with depression. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just do a quick review of uh, the first. Last week's were visit, call, ask questions, send a passage from scripture or an uplifting quote, make a playlist or burn a CD of uplifting music kind of a little old school, but send music, yep. Yep. <laughs> write a letter and share a prayer. Right. So write, write, write a, like a handwritten letter, snail mail letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I still have a handwritten letter that I received from a lady in a church that we visited. She was, uh, from a church in Nebraska and, um, she mailed it to me when we were in Nepal mm. and I still have it. So Said she prayed for me every day. I got, we got, I think it was a text message, right? We got a text message from a lady who was one of our very first Mm -hmm. meetings when we were starting out. So we were newly married. It had been, had we even been married a year? I don't think we had. No. We're still in months. We were still in months. Yeah, we were were still in months. We were telling people in months. We've been married nine months and three days. Um, And I think I was 20. Mm Mm-hmm. You were 24. Mm-hmm. We were in California. We stayed with this lady um, when we were having a meeting at her church. And she texted me, uh, I want to say around Easter, mm-hmm. and told me, I have prayed for you every week since then. And that is 15 years ago. That's crazy. It is crazy. So now people know how old you are. They do. Yeah. But that was super awesome. Yeah. I was very encouraged by that kindness yeah and it's so unusual to get a mail uh, a, le- a letter in the mail mm-hmm. usually it's just advertisements and and uh and stuff so 
it's uh it can be a really really um uplifting thing something that somebody can hold on to right you're not going to hold on to a text message as much mm-hmm. um so yeah okay so the so next one <clears throat> today's um first one is share a meal share a meal and so i thought this was really interesting i was just reading what it said underneath that and um do you mind if i just read that paragraph yeah, go ahead. because i thought it was really good says, more people than I can count have eaten around our table. Jesus did much of his teaching over shared meals for a reason. Something about the relaxed environment helps people let down their guard and share what is really on their hearts. Your relationship is never the same once someone has been welcomed into your home. Note that the root of hospitality and hospital are the same. Hospitality heals. That's good. I thought that was really cool. I've never thought about that with Jesus having meals with people that he was trying to teach or help. Um, And so I think it's something that's very, it can, it's not, it's not a normal part of our culture anymore. Yeah. So like, I think it'd be a fun exercise to just try to think off the top of our head, the different times we remember Jesus eating and having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So the one that popped into my head, the first two would be feeding of the 5,000. Obviously they're eating. Of the Last Supper. The Last Supper, yeah. Right? And that takes up quite a bit of the last couple chapters of the book of John. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when Mary broke the ointment mm-hmm. over his head yeah. and that whole <clears throat> story. So, yeah, just off the top of our head, quite a few. Yeah. And so I think it's in, it's just encouraging to... Um, I thought I thought about this before when... People get annoyed because people on social media take pictures of their food all the time. Oh, yeah. And I had this thought a while back where it's like, we don't share meals with each other anymore. We just take pictures of the meals we have and then share it with somebody. Yeah. But it's like, that has never changed a relationship. Yeah. That has never, you know, allowed you to help someone, you know, and it's fine and whatever. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying... I think that if you're not careful, there's the culture and the busyness, we miss out yeah. on some of the joy that comes from hospitality. And even if you want to take a baby step, it could just be... Coffee. Let's go to coffee together. Let's go mm-hmm. to the restaurant together. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to this restaurant today. You know, you want to go? And mm-hmm. unless it's a family of 12, <laughs> yeah. right? Hey, let me treat you to a meal. Let's go Timbits. have a... Everybody yeah. gets one. Everybody gets a Timbit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, something that we've done uh, occasionally here in Toronto in the summer is like a, almost like a Sunday afternoon picnic kind of a thing mm-hmm. where we go to a park and sit at the picnic table. Mm-hmm. That was during COVID when we actually had church at the picnic tables. We did. We but did. Um, yeah, that's just another idea. Yeah. You know? For sure. And, and you know, maybe it could be uh, difficult to invite that one friend who's struggling with just you and them, but, you know, to invite them as a small group, you know? Yeah. I think <clears throat> that a lot of these things are not really possible if you if your life is absolutely filled 100% every hour of every day has a, a name tag on it. Yeah. You don't have the time to think about others. And I something that the Lord, we're going through some transitions in our life right now. Yeah. Where some things are about to shift and change. And I feel it's a really good thing. Because I feel like our life has gotten to that point mm-hmm. where every hour of every day has a name on it. And <clears throat> I, I hate it. I hate not feeling like I have the freedom to love on people. I hate that I don't have the freedom to be there for a friend yeah. if they need me. 
And um, I, I don't feel like that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I feel like our life, while it should be productive, should not be scheduled that much so. Right. And I feel like that's something that I'm really thankful and is a part of the reason things are going to change yeah. in our life is that we feel like we don't want that. Yeah. And um, I want... I want to be productive and I want to, I want to do what I need to do for my family and I want to, you know, be a responsible person, but I also want to have time to care for others and to enjoy life with others. Yeah. And so I think it's important to, to just make sure that your life isn't that busy. Yeah. And if I can just suggest this too, these are all great, um, suggestions for a friend of yours, uh, that you're trying to witness to. You know, like, hey, let's have a meal together. Hey, let's, you know, have a coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, relax. It's interesting how much more relaxed people are when they're, when they have a coffee in their hand or they're. Well, like, how can you, like, as a Christian, when our, one of our main goals is to share Christ with others. It's like, how can we do that if we don't have the time? Yeah, it's even funny too. Like we talk about going to heaven and it's like one of the things that Jesus planned in his infinite wisdom is, hey guys, and we all get up there, guess what? We're going to eat. We're going to have the marriage supper of the lamb. And it's like, you know, eating is such an integral part of culture and part Mm -hmm. of celebration. And love. And love. Like, I I mean, you feel loved when you are able to make something for somebody and they lovingly receive it. And if you can't make anything, then just make sure you buy the very best frozen pizza. (laughs) Right? Don't give them the cheap stuff. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Good. Next. The next one is take a walk. Take a walk. You want to read that one? My wife keeps up with most of her friends on walk talks. The lack of interruptions, the release of endorphins, the connection with God's creation, and the rhythm of walking side by side all help to build deeper connections. At the end, she holds hands and prays with the friend, reflecting what they have learned together and offering up any concerns to our Lord, the great healer. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of that. It sounds like, the. Um, of course, we're reading from the book called Hope Always, from mm-hmm. uh, written by Matthew Sleeth. He's a medical doctor and a, a Christian. He was an atheist uh, for a while. And... Um, went to Harvard and, uh, as a doctor, he saw people who, uh, you know, their faith made a significant difference in their life as, as medical patients. And that was one of the things that led him to investigate Christianity mm-hmm. and eventually, be, you know, became a Christian himself. Um, but it sounds like a lot of the things he's saying is you have to construct your life in such a way that you take the time mm-hmm. to, um, be able to have a walk with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And it just makes you think when we're talking about, and we don't have any of the statistics on us, but when you just think about it, it's like there's so many people struggling with these things nowadays. Yeah. So many, it's like the more busy we get, you know, the more people are, we don't have the time to help other people, encourage other people, the more depressed people are getting. And it's like they may be trying to take a medicine or do whatever. But I mean, just like we're missing out on, God put us here to help each other too. Yeah. You know, like we, we need each other. Yeah. And so just, you know, realizing the danger of that. Well, even yesterday, like we went to Marcus's first baseball practice. Yeah. And we're both sitting there and, you know. For two hours. Yeah, for two hours. Sometimes I am content just keeping to myself and other times I feel like I want to chat with people. But you actually saw a guy that looked like he was 
interested in a conversation uh, with just other parents. Yeah. And uh, you just said one I knew comment. it only. Yeah, I knew it would only take one thing. But and he think, jumped right on it. I'm trying to think. What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> yeah, and we end up talking for a long time. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing is is like you know what you you may already be going for a walk or you may already be going and doing a workout or you may already be doing something. It's like, I mean, just asking sometimes that person, hey, you want to come with me? Or like that example of us with baseball practices, like just using, just opening your eyes instead of playing on your phone for an hour or two. I mean, the thing is, is if we could redeem the time could be so blind. that we spend <clears throat> on our devices yeah. in public. In public, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just honestly, in just in public. <laughs> You know? Yeah. It is crazy because we can be so blind. And I feel like we've become, a lot of times become socially inept. Yeah. To know how to talk to people. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you never engage in social interaction, like you're saying, in public, which if you watch, you know, in any waiting room or any line or anything, if they don't have an individual, and sometimes when they do, they're on their phones all the time. And so it's like we, we can lose our social interaction skills. <laughs> well, we heard this story from a new friend who said he was on the, the go bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was one seat available. And this, this was like back in the day. Yeah. This, yeah. And uh, uh, this, this new person got on the bus, yeah. sat in the one vacant seat, yeah. and tried to talk to the lady that he yeah. was sitting next to. She got up and, and she got off. up and walked away. Yeah. And there weren't any other seats to go to. Yeah. Right, she'd rather stand in the back so of the bus sad. than try to talk to somebody. And um, at yeah. le- I mean, the story didn't sound like he was trying to be creepy. He was no. just trying to be friendly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I feel like the name of this chapter could be like, like, see people, see people. Just because I feel like if you if you just take the time to see, like all these things really come naturally. Yeah. Like I feel like if your heart is open to being a help to others it's so natural to be like do you want to come over for a coffee do you want to take a i mean like it's not something that you have to force if your mind and heart is open to it you know it's like you could almost write a story about you know here's two people out of all of the population like this could this could almost be like a uh i should i should try to do my uh my 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 movie announcer (laughs) Like voice, like two people (laughs) deleted Instagram from their phones and they were the only people who didn't have their face in their phones and they looked at each other from across a crowded subway (laughs) and came together and had a conversation and that's how they got married. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's almost to the point where, you know, if you want to live a more, if you want to live a richer life, Mm -hmm. you really, it has to be so intentional and that includes having real live human relationships and then like if you know you, they do all those studies right where like one person comes in a room and everyone else is doing something yeah. and they don't know why they are but they start doing it yeah <clears throat> and it really has become where you're a weirdo if you're not on your phone right in public like if you just want to sit there and look around kindly or read a magazine and listen to other people's conversations yeah. <laughs> they're like um what you feel like i should i should have a phone mm-hmm. I should be doing what everyone else is doing. So you really have to purposely like walk a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. Sabbath together. Okay. Can you read it? Help us understand. The Hebrew word for holy is kadash, which means set apart. 
Think of Sabbath time as a time set apart from worldly concerns, commerce, and work. If your friend has been withdrawing, ask them to join you for church or for a walk and a meal after worship. Or try practicing screenless Sundays together, a holy time set apart for family, friends, and God. It's been shown repeatedly that time spent in nature can be both uplifting and healing. It's good. It's good. I think, like, the first thing... Well, I mean, first of all, just actually, in this culture that we live in yeah in the gta it's a huge thing for people to one just take the step to say on on the sabbath on the lord's day i'm actually going to go to church at all Mm -hmm. that is a huge leap yeah but to let alone take the next step where he's saying where it's like this is god's day Mm -hmm. and i'm not just going to check in and check out like a dentist appointment yeah but i'm actually going to really try to take the rest he wants me to take Mm -hmm. this day and not burden it down with a million other errands and a million other jobs. Mm-hmm. But to really make it a day that's for refreshment. Anything, whatever you're doing is refreshing. Yeah. I think it's a good, like, what we try to do is obviously church first and then family in the afternoon mm-hmm. and evening. And sometimes people. Yeah, and sometimes we have friends visit. But it's meant to be, it is, it's meant to be a rest. We don't run errands. Right. We don't do work. I mean, I think the screenless thing is a good idea too. It's it's, it's hard. It's challenging to implement. Mm-hmm. I would say, unless it's golf on TV <laughs> or TMC or the classic movie channel, if Humphrey Bogart's on, then that's okay. And it's easier in the summer. Yes. Winter is hard. Winter is hard to not do those kind of things, but it's amazing. And I will. I feel like the older I get. Um, the more I just see in God's word down to the very littlest detail, the things he's told us to do are for our benefit. Totally. And when he told us to take the Sabbath off, it wasn't just some dumb thing he made up. Yep. But psychological, you know, physiological, it has a reason. Right. And it wasn't, and you know, to get slightly theological, that was, that was from the the first week of creation. It wasn't something that was, that began, um, you know, with the law of Moses, it was from the very beginning. And many times you can find yourself losing any benefit from the time you took apart to worship. Yeah. Because of all the, the things that you added onto your plate afterwards. Yeah. All the stress, all the worldly influences. Yeah. All the carnal influences that yeah. you allowed to completely steal. Mm-hmm. That nugget that he gave you during that time with him. Yeah. And it's like we really do need that day to just kind of soak it all up to empower us to have the week he wants us to have. Yeah, and like we've been talking about in church for several months now, it's like that's one of the basic core habits of of a Christian that is growing. Yeah. Is they set aside... More than just the two hours. More than just the two hours. But they set aside that time to, you know... Mm-hmm. The, uh, Psalm says, be still and know that I am God. Well, even, we had this talk, even people who aren't Christians are seeing this concept as true. Of course. And they may not go to church, but they may say, well, Sunday is just going to be completely relaxation. Yeah. And they've got half of it right. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And they are seeing benefits from it. That's right. Anyone who takes the time that God told us to take and and does a partial part of the promise is going to get a partial, reap partial part of the benefits. It's good. And so... Sure. Okay. The next one is do something fun. P 
People who are depressed tend to isolate and turn inward. Jesus sought joy in community, and so should we. I think for me, the easiest thing is just say, hey, I'm going to have fun. You want to come? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The last one is get help. Often a person who is depressed doesn't have the energy to seek help. Helping a person who is depressed can be taxing, so be sure you have people praying for an extra measure of strength, wisdom, and patience for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just being prayerful as you try to help your friend. Yeah. Right? So basically it's saying, I mean, you can be really overwhelmed trying to find out all the answers they need. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just saying, don't, don't feel bad to reach out and t- tell somebody. I've had girls tell me this. I've had girls tell me they're kind of young and new to working with teenagers who are struggling. And they're like, I've got teenagers in my life who are uh, cutting themselves or dealing with all kinds of family issues. Tell me what you think about this. And, you know, so it's good to go to people in your life who have maybe been where you've been or have seen more than you've seen and say, I need your advice on how to help this person because you can become really overwhelmed in a situation you don't have the wisdom to deal with. Sure. And then we all have those situations. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's good. Um, okay. So I just want to let you know, once again, just remind everyone that, uh, April and I are not coming, not trying to pretend to be medical experts here. Um, we are just trying to give out some practical tips and these are found in a book called hope always. So reach out to us if you have any questions, if you have uh, comments, uh, if you would like any more resources, you can feel free to email us, sparrowbaptistchurch at gmail.com. Um, And if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, remember, God loves you, and Jesus died on the cross for your sin. And that is where hope begins, is when we accept Christ as the full payment for our separation from God. And that's when our hearts begin to fill with with his hope and his love and his grace. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you in the next one.